<laughs> I agree, Allison. I am great. Welcome back, everybody, to Chip and Eric and Friends Reading Through the Bible. Um, it's me, Eric, with here with Allison, the ever-complimentary friend. Thank you so much, Allison. That, yes. Again, one of these situations where I don't even have to be in the room for you to just have whatever conversation you feel is... Okay, well... You're up and down because no, you were very, very, very uh, kind. And then as soon as the recording started, it just all, it's just gone. It's like Daria. Daria? Yeah. Remember Daria? The show in the 90s? Yeah. In the early 2000s. Was it early 2000s? And, I it was, and it was you, both. Was yeah, it? Mm. I mean, I could be wrong. I've been wrong one time. Hey, welcome back, everybody. This is what the podcast is always like. So if it's your first day, mm -hmm. Sorry. I mean, you've got to start somewhere. I mean, I don't know that it would be any different than any other day. Yeah, that's true. This is, this is a good representation. Who brought Peeps? Um, this is Nancy and Roger. Oh. And so, I, I can't tell you the joke because I don't know if it was yesterday's reading or tomorrow's reading where he makes, it's just hilarious. And I can't stop laughing. So. Oh, y'all addressed it in future readings. And yeah, just... potentially. Yeah, a psychic reading of some kind. Okay. Yeah. I, don't, I think it's tomorrow's. I think it's tomorrow's reading. So, but Nancy and Roger, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Peeps. That's so sweet. Yes. And Chip love loves Peeps. He does. That's he even thing. drank that that Pepsi. Peep, oh, good. Peepsy. Peepsy. That was terrible. Ooh. Yeah, that was not ideal. It was terrible. It tastes like some kind of chemical. I've taken the cotton candy one. Yeah, you did. For um, one of, a friend of the show, one of our readers, Hannah. Mm -hmm. One of our reader readers, not like people who read along with us. But... No, yeah, who read yeah, on yeah, the yeah. podcast. Yeah. Today, speaking of people who read, mm -hmm. today's going to be a good day, Eric. It is going to be a good day. Because we are going to get to read a lot of names. And that's our favorite. Yeah. It's what we really love to do. Here's a clue. Our guest reader coming up this Sunday. Okay, let's hear it. This person, I refuse to call them they. So he, uh, he's only one person. He got to read a boatload of names also. And he was not like super hyped about it. Ooh, that narrows it down. Yeah, because I'm super hyped for names. Speaking of which. Let's do it. Oh, today is day 60 and we are going to read numbers 26 and 27 and Romans 6. Do you want to start today? We are excited about it. Sure. Okay. So let's change it up. Number 26, the second registration of Israel's troops. After the plague had ended, the Lord said to Moses and to Eleazar, son of Aaron, the priest, from the whole community of Israel, record the names of all the warriors by their families. List all the men 20 years old or older who were able to go to war. So there on the plains of Moab, beside the Jordan River, across from Jericho, Moses and Eleazar, the priests issued these instructions to the leaders of Israel. List all the men of Israel, 20 years old or older, just as the Lord commanded. Moses, this is the record of all the descendants of Israel who came out of Egypt, the tribe of Reuben. These were the clans descended from the sons of Reuben, Jacob's oldest son. The Hanukite clan named after their ancestor, Hanok. The Paluite clan named after their ancestor, Palu. The Hezronite clan named after their ancestor, Hezron. The Carmite clan named after their ancestor, Carmi. These were the clans of Reuben. Their registered troops numbered 43,730. 
Palu was the ancestor of Eliab, and Eliab was the father of Nemuel, Dathan, and Abiram. This Dathan and Abiram are the same community leaders who conspired with Korah against Moses and Aaron, Hmm. rebelling against the Lord. But the earth opened up its mouth and swallowed them with Korah, and fire fire devoured 250 of their followers. This served as a warning to the entire nation of Israel. That'll do it. However, the sons of Korah did not die that day. The tribe of Simeon. These were the clans descended from the sons of Simeon. The Jemuelite clan, named after their ancestor Jemuel. The Jamanite clan, named after their ancestor Jamin. The Jaconite clan, named after their ancestor Jachin. The Zoharite clan, named after their ancestor Zohar. The Shaulite clan, named after their ancestor Shaul. These were the clans of Simeon. The registered troops numbered 22,200. The tribes of Gad. These were the clans descended from the sons of Gad. The Zephonite clan, named after their ancestor Zephon. The Haggite clan, named after their ancestor Haggai. The Shunite clan, named after their ancestor Shuni. The Oznite clan, named after their ancestor Ozni. The Erite clan, named after their ancestor Eri. The Erodite clan, named after their ancestor Arodi. The Aralite clan, named after their ancestor Areli. These were the clans of Gad. The registered troops numbered 40,500. The tribes of Judah. Judah had two sons, Ur and Onan, who had died in the land of Canaan. These were the clans descended from Judah's surviving sons. The Shelanite clan, named after their ancestor Shelah. The Perizzite clan, named after their ancestor Perez. The Zerahite clan, named after their ancestor Zerah. These were the sub-clans descended from the Perizzites. The Hezronites, named after their ancestor Hezron. The Hamulites, named after their ancestor Hamul. These were the clans of Judah. The registered troops numbered 76,500. The tribe of Issachar. These were the clans descended from the sons of Issachar. The Tolaite clan, named after their ancestor Tola. The Puite clan, named after their ancestor Pua. The Jeshubite clan, named after their ancestor Jashub. The Shimronite clan, named after their ancestor Shimron. These were the clans of Issachar. Their registered troops numbered 64,300. The tribe of Zebulun. These were the clans descended from the sons of Zebulun. The Saradite clan, named after their ancestor Sarad. The Elanite clan, named after their ancestor El- El- Elon. The G- <laughs> Sorry. The Jalilite clan, named after their ancestor Jalil. These were the clans of Zebulun. Their registered troops numbered 60,500. The tribe of Manasseh. Two clans were descended from Joseph through Manasseh and Ephraim. These, clan, these were the clans descended from Manasseh. The Machirite clan, named after their ancestor Machir. The Gileadite clan, named after their ancestor Gilead, Machir's son. These were the subclans descended from the Gileadites. The Izarites, named after their ancestor Azar. The Helikites, named after their ancestor Helik. The Azraelites, named after their ancestor Azrael. The Shechemites, named after their ancestor Shechem. The Shemidites, named after their ancestor Shemida. The Hepherites, named after their ancestor Hepher. One of Hepher's descendants, Zelophehad, had no sons, but his daughter's names were Mali, no, Mala, Noah, Hagla, Milka, and Tirzah. These were the clans of Manasseh. Their registered troops numbered 52,700. The tribe of Ephraim. These were the clans descended from the sons of Ephraim. The Shuthalahite clan, named after their ancestor Shuthalah. 
the Beckerite clan named after their ancestor Beaker. The Tehanite clan named after their ancestor Tehan. This was the subclan descended from the Shuthalahites, the Aaronites named after their ancestor Aaron. These were the clans of Ephraim. Their registered troops numbered 32,500. These clans of Manasseh and Ephraim were all descendants of Joseph, the tribe of Benjamin. These were the clans descended from the sons of Benjamin. The Belaite clan named after their ancestor Bela. The Ashbelite clan named after their ancestor Ashbel. The Aharamite clan, named after their ancestor Ahiram. The Shufamite clan, named after their ancestor Shufam. Oh, Shufam. The Huffamite clan, named after their ancestor Huffam. These were the subclans descended from the Belaites. The Ardites, named after their ancestor Ard. The Namites, named after their ancestor Naaman. These were the clans of Benjamin. Their registered troops numbered 45,600. The tribe of Dan. These were the clans descended from the sons of Dan, the Shuhamite clan named after their ancestor Shuham. These were the, Shuh- the Shuhamite clans of Dan. Their registered troops numbered 64,400. The tribe of Asher. These were the clans descended from the sons of Asher, the Imnite clan named after their ancestor Imna. Imna, yeah. The Ishvite clan named after their ancestor Ishvi. The Barite clan named after their ancestor Beria. These were the subclans descended from the Barites, Heber- the Heberites named after their ancestor Heber, the Malkalites named after their ancestor Malkiel. Asher also had a daughter named Sarah. These clan these were the clans of Asher, their registered troops number 53,400. The tribe of Naphtali. These were the clans descended from the sons of Naphtali. The Jezeelite clan named after their ancestor Jezeel. Jezeel. The Gunite clan, named after their ancestor Guni. The Jezreite clan, named after their ancestor Jezer. The Shilamite clan, named after their ancestor Shelem. These are the clans of Naphtali. Their registered troops numbered 45,400. Results of the registration. In summary, the registered troops of all Israel numbered 601,730. Then the Lord said to Moses, Divide the land among the tribes and dis- distribute the grants of land in proportion to the tribe's populations, as indicated by the number of names on the list. Give the larger tribes more land and the smaller tribes less land, each group receiving a grant in proportion to the size of its population. But you must assign the land by lot and give the land to each ancestral tribe according to the number of names on the list. Each grant of land must be assigned by lot among the larger and smaller tribal groups. The tribe of Levi. This is the record of Levites who were counted according to their clans. The Gershonite clan, named after their ancestor Gershon. The Kohathite clan, named after their ancestor Koath. The Merarite clan, named after their ancestor Merari. The Libnites, the Hebronites, the Malites, the Mushites, and the Korites, Korahites, were all subclans of the Levites. Now Koath was the ancestor of Amram, and Amram's wife was named Jochebed. She was also a descendant of Levi, born among the Levites in the land of Egypt. Amram and Jochebed became the parents of Aaron, Moses, and their sister Miriam. To Aaron was born Nadab, Abihu, Eleazar, and Ithamar. But Nadab and Abihu died when they burned before the Lord the wrong kind of fire, different than he had commanded. The men from the Levite clans, who were one month old or older, numbered 23,000. 
but the Levites were not included in the registration of the rest of the people of Israel because they were not given an allotment of land when it was divided among the Israelites. So these are the results of the registration of the people of Israel as conducted by Moses and Eleazar the priest on the plains of Moab beside the Jordan River across from Jericho. Not one person on this list had been among those listed in the previous registration taken by Moses and Aaron in the wilderness of Sinai. For the Lord had said to them, They will all die in the wilderness. Not one of them survived except Caleb, son of Jephunneh, and Joshua, son of Nun. The Daughters of Zelophehad. One day a petition was presented by the daughters of Zelophehad, Mala, Noah, Hagla, Milcah, and Terzah. Their father Zelophehad was a descendant of Hepher, son of Gilead, son of Machir, son of Manasseh, son of Joseph. These women stood before Moses, Eleazar the priest, and the tribal leaders in the entire community at the entrance of the tabernacle. Our father died in the wilderness, they said. He was not among Korah's followers who rebelled against the Lord. He died, because of his, he died because of his own sin, but he had no sons. Why should the name of our father disappear from his clan just because he had no sons? Give us property along with the rest of our relatives. So Moses brought their case before the Lord, and the Lord replied to Moses, The claim of the daughters of Zelophehad is legitimate. You must grant them a... You must give them a grant of land along with their father's relatives. Assign them the property that would have been given to their father. And give the following instructions to the people of Israel. If a man dies and has no son, then give his inheritance to his daughters. And if he has no daughter either, transfer his inheritance to his brothers. And if he has no brothers, give his inheritance to his father's brothers. But if his father has no brothers, give his inheritance to the nearest relative in his clan. This is a legal requirement for the people of Israel, just as the Lord commanded Moses. Joshua chosen to lead Israel. One day the Lord said to Moses, Climb one of the mountains east of the river and look out over the land I have given to the people of Israel. After you have seen it, you will die like your brother Aaron, for you both rebelled against my instructions in the wilderness of Zin. <clears throat> when the people of Israel rebelled, you failed to demonstrate my holiness to them at the waters. These are the waters of Meribah at Kadesh in the wilderness of Zin. Then Moses said to the Lord, O Lord, you are the God who gives breath to all creatures. Please appoint a new man as leader for the community, give them someone who will guide them wherever they go and will lead them into battle, so the community of the Lord will not be like sheep without a shepherd. The Lord replied, Take Joshua, son of Nun, who has the Spirit in him, and lay your hands on him. Present him to Eleazar the priest before the whole community and publicly commission him to lead the people. Transfer some of your authority to him, so the whole community of Israel will obey him. When direction from the Lord is needed, Joshua will stand before Eleazar the priest, who will use the Urim, one of the sacred lots cast before the Lord to determine his will. This is how Joshua and the rest of the community of Israel will determine everything they should do. So Moses did as the Lord commanded. He presented Joshua to Eleazar the priest and the whole community. Moses laid his hands on him and commissioned him to lead the people, just as the Lord had commanded through Moses. <clears throat> okay, move over to Romans 6. That's what we do. Sin's power is broken. Well then, should we keep on sinning so that God can show us more and more of his wonderful grace? Of course not. Since we have died to sin, how, will we how can we continue to live in it? Or have you forgotten that when we were joined with Christ Jesus in baptism, we joined, joined him in his death? For we died and were buried with Christ by baptism. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we also may live new lives. Since we have been united with him in his death, we will also be raised to life as he was. We know that our old sinful selves were crucified with Christ so that the sin may lo might lose its power in our lives. We are no longer slaves to sin, for when we died with Christ, we were set free from the power of sin. And since we died with Christ, we know we will also live with him. We are sure of this because Christ raised from the dead, was raised from the dead and he will never die again. Death no longer has any power over him. When he died, he decided to break the power of sin. 
But now that he lives, he lives for the glory of God. So you should also consider yourselves to be dead to the power of sin and alive to God through Christ Jesus. Do not let sin control the way you live. Do not give in to sinful desires. Do not let any part of your body become an instrument of evil to serve sin. Instead, give yourselves completely to God. For you were dead, but now you have new life. So use your whole body as an instrument to do what is right for the glory of God. Sin is no longer your master, for you no longer live under the requirements of the law. Instead, you live under the freedom of God's grace. Well then, since God's grace has set us free from the law, does that mean that we can go on sinning? Of course not. Don't you realize that you become the slave of whatever you choose to obey? You could be a slave to sin, which leads to death, <clears throat> or you can choose to obey God, which leads to righteous living. Thank God. Once you were slaves of sin, but now you wholeheartedly obey this teaching we have given you. Now you are free from your slavery to sin, and you have become slaves to righteous living. Because of the weakness of your human nature, I'm using the illustration of slavery to help you understand all this. Previously, you let yourselves be slaves to impurity and lawlessness, which led ever deeper into sin. Now you must give yourselves to be slaves to righteous living so that you will become holy. When you were slaves to sin, you were free from, you were free from the obligation to do right. And what was the result? You are now ashamed of the things you used to do, things that ended in eternal doom. But now you are free from the power of sin and have become slaves of God. Now you do those things that lead to holiness and result in eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. And, and that, that is, is our, our reading, reading today. Today! today. today. <clears throat> okay, we read it with a couple questions in mind. Yeah. So How does this help you love God more? How does this help you love others more? So... Allison, I'm gonna go with God. Hmm. It's probably it's always the best, a good choice. Best best thing to do. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, what? <laughs> you don't even have to say anything. The the title of the the heading of the chapter of Romans chapter six: Sin's power is broken. Mm -hmm. Period. How can you not love God more? <laughs> just reading that, and um, it, it says, "For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord." The free gift mm -hmm. that stood out to me today. Um, not only has he saved us, he saved us freely, holy. Mm -hmm. We have nothing. We, we have no, we did nothing. We did nothing to deserve it. We did nothing to earn it, but we got it. And, um, it's, there's a song, there's a song, and I don't typically quote songs that are like newer, but there's, you know how you can listen to a song and you're like, this isn't a right song. And then it has like one line in it that you're like, it's a really good line. Yeah. And it's this newer song. It's up. I see grace. That's the name of the song. I see grace. And it says in there something about when Satan tells me that I didn't deserve what you did on the cross and he's right. But cause I don't, but you did it anyway. Yeah. It's like, yeah, exactly. You're right. Satan. But you did it anyway. I love that line. Yeah. You know exactly what song I'm talking about. Um, nope. because it's so true. He's like, yeah, Satan, you're right. I don't deserve this, but he did it. He did it anyway. And it's free. And all I have to do is accept it. But then, I love this whole chapter about after you accept it, what you are now no longer a slave to sin. Mm -hmm. So you don't live under sin anymore. Right. Um, so don't, don't <clears throat> think that it's okay. You have this kind of, um, this, uh, what's like license, this free license to do whatever without any, you know, because you shouldn't at this point even want to, right? Right. Because right. you now have been saved by the blood of Christ. And once that happens, you you're not a slave to sin anymore you're you you don't want to sin it you know what i mean and if you do obviously we're going to mess up 
and we're going to do the things that we shouldn't do. Paul says that I always do the things I shouldn't, you know, yeah. I don't want to do, but tomorrow, I do them anyway. Tomorrow's reading. Is it tomorrow's reading? Mm-hmm. How funny. And, but we know that we, those are the things that we shouldn't do. You know what I mean? And that we don't want to do. And because we have been changed, we have been saved. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause we're no longer under the power of sin. Sin doesn't control us anymore. Those of us who are saved. Yep. So, it makes me love God more that it's all free and that he really does so much of the work. He does all the work of salvation and then he sets it out for us for the rest of the, you know, like mm-hmm. for what is beyond salvation and the growth and the sanctification that you go through. He makes that easy yeah. <laughs> compared to what it would be. So anyway, I love, I love God more. Yeah, that's great. I love that. Um, okay. A couple of things with mine. What helps me love others more? One. It's the same takeaway that I have in a couple of days. Okay. Two, in a couple of days, I tell the story wrong because I hadn't read it yet, like this year. Okay. So it wasn't fresh in my mind. I thought that Zelophehad went to Moses on behalf of his daughters oh. when they went on behalf of themselves. So in a couple of days, when you hear that and you want to send a big email, and like, send it to Eric Mosher at chip at livingalegacy.church. Mm-hmm. And in the subject line, do us a favor and put um, feedback. Allison, please read this. Put feedback, hash, like some kind of something about feedback, because yeah. that alerts me to what folder it needs to go to. Yes. The feedback folder. That's right. Anyway, so I did mess that up, and I just want to say that now so that we can just all move by when it comes up. But anyway, uh, takeaways the same. How can I love others better from this? Look, I mean, women in this society, and I'm speaking societally, we're not owed anything. They were owed nothing. And so, and and I love that their concern was, but our dad will be erased. Because if they didn't inherit any land, their dad's legacy would be totally erased. Like he, no one, his, whatever land would have been his would just have gone, been split up. You know, so like, I love that their whole thing was like, okay, but like, what about our dad? Like, yeah, he sinned and he died, but like, when you say they weren't, they weren't owed anything in regards to to property. Yeah, legally, like legally, they were not. Owed yeah, anything, they, but they, they were expected to be taken care of. Yeah, yeah, by, through the leveret laws. But the ex- expectation there was, you know, that especially at their age, that you know they would be married. Even Hogla, even Hogla would get married. Um, what a beautiful name! Isn't that beautiful? Hogla. But I mean, they they were supposed to be taken care of, yeah. but, but not at all. Property was not. Yeah, they and, weren't supposed to own property. And so God says, hey, this is valid. Like they, good. Like they should be owed property and they should get property. And we're going to kind of read about how that works out because that creates its own difficulties. We'll read about that in a couple of days. But mm-hmm. um, I just love that. So, okay, um, maybe I can love others better by um, giving them the things that, that they're not owed, right? So, mm-hmm. um, I think just, just elevating other people, even beyond what would even typically be considered a normal societal thing. So like going the extra mile and loving your enemy and all of those things kind of fall into that. And I think that this is a good example of that. Break some of the societal barriers, go out of your way to love and care for people. This is what you were saying. Uh, one time you've said something to me about, um, how Jesus, cause you know, a lot of times people look at, um, Jesus took it from like, Oh, an eye for an eye to, Mm. um, turn the other cheek kind of thing. And, and I remember saying to you one time, it it feels like Jesus 
says let people off the hook and you said no he, he took it up a step he made it harder <laughs> you know now i'm asking you to love mm-hmm. you know and so that's kind of the same thing here yeah you see a picture of that yeah of like mm-hmm. this was the lo- this was the expectation in their society but god said no do no they and i wrote and i wrote it's funny i wrote god takes care of women yeah. because he does even though that they weren't really viewed as you know Mm-hmm. It's important. Yeah, certainly not as property owners at all, right? So, um, yeah. So I just wrote down um, break societal boundaries to take care or take care for the outcasts, mm-hmm. and I think that that is mm-hmm. that's how I'm going to love others better from this. Love that. Yeah, we got through those names. I I had a hard time. Um, oh my goodness! I just was waiting for like, okay, you ready for this? I was waiting for like the Heberites, named after their ancestor Pete. Mike, you know, like like some like very like normal name, like the M Knight Clan, mm-hmm. named after their ancestor Sean. Sean didn't happen. Never came. Leroy. Yeah, right. Exactly. No, I know. And there were some that you, they don't sound until you speak them. Yeah. In whatever you chose to speak, whatever pronunciation you choose, it doesn't sound funny until you say it, and then you're like, gosh, that's so. Anyway, it's not easy, folks, but we did it. It was nice of Zalafa had to name his daughter Hogla. I agree. And not Heifer. Heifer. That was the one I read that I was like, am I saying that right? Mm-hmm. Heifer? Hefferites? Yeah, better believe it. I don't know that Hogla is any better than Heifer. <laughs> Especially like Hogla. Mala, Noah, Milka. It is funny that Noah's in there. Hogla. Hogla. And you know what? When she got that land... She went wee, wee, wee all the way home. 